0: Hey guys, welcome to Extraneous! Yay,
1: welcome back. We're here, I'm Leah. And I'm Takiya. We're here to talk about the supernatural. We're so excited, usually. (laughs) No, we gotta keep the energy up, even though it's season six. We are still excited (laughs) to talk about it and to talk to you all into your ears. That's cool.
0: I hope you guys are enjoying the His Dark Materials uh,
1: episodes. Heck yeah, I said hell and heck at the same time. Heck yeah, it's so good, right? Like, and all that SDCC stuff is like really dope. Really excited. Yeah, so we've got we've got other stuff to look forward to. (laughs) All right, let's start
0: at the top with the season summary. The prize, ending the apocalypse. The price, Sam's life. Season five's horrific finale left Dean alone as Sam descended into hell. Now a different man, Dean vows to stop hunting. And devote himself to building a family with Lisa and her son, Ben. Then, mysteriously, Sam reappears, drawing Dean back into the old life. But Sam's a different man, too. He's returned without his soul. How the Winchesters confront this greatest challenge yet to their powerful bond is the troubled heart and soul. But um, <laughs> Of the profound and thrilling.
1: Oh, I just it's like <laughs> five disc, twenty two
0: episode season six. As the brothers struggle to reunite, they must also battle deadly supernatural forces, demons, angels, vampires, shapeshifters, and a terrifying new foe called the Mother of All. Ooh! So oh my God! Spooky. Look. I think that this entire episode of the podcast is going to be about how much we love Supernatural, even though season
1: six <laughs> sucks. <laughs> like that's we're just going to have to all agree. I will give it some props. It's not like the worst season of like no. any long-running TV right. Like other TV shows have like. St- I'm not even convinced it's the worst season of Supernatural.
0: Yeah, like, I will like withhold judgment. It's real close. Um, yeah, but we'll
1: see after we finished it all. It, how it ranks? I just want to say our intrepid Becca DVD writer um, clearly also did not care for this. Oh season. no, they tapped out. <laughs> half of this, half of this summary is about season five. The other half like, is how many discs it is. Like, <laughs> just... I just, oh
0: man, it it says it all, doesn't it? To think about reading the season, it's
1: meh. I, it, I I give it a a wholehearted meh. Yeah, it's a bit of a meh. I don't think you can flush it all down because no
0: and they're great episodes Yeah, there
1: are really fun episodes I think the episodes that between us that we picked are like the good ones but there were a few that I was like oh, okay this is not as bad as I remember but like there is no cohesive structure to this season no. at all there's no good framework there's no like the the threads between the different plot lines and whatnot are so tenuous and you're just like I can't follow this with you guys it's just not <sighs> good honestly okay go with me on this Season six is a
0: jukebox musical of Supernatural. I need you to say more words. Okay, so it's basically like they took all of the individual pieces of Supernatural, let's say songs in the catalog of an artist, <laughs> <laughs> and threw them together and tried to like force a plot around them. Uh-huh. And it, so it so you I can see all of the pieces that make Supernatural what it is in this season. Mm-hmm. But they're put together rather soullessly.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I really, did that. She gave, she like literally looked to the side and then pointed at me. You gotta laugh at my joke.
0: <laughs> 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 but honestly, it lacks a cohesive narrative to sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. And so all of the pieces fall flat.
1: Yeah, all of them. It's like they, they tell six different stories or whatever. Not six different stories, you know what I mean. Like they're telling a bunch of different plots, but like there's the one overarching mystery of the season. But the problem is they don't give you enough teases toward that mystery to care. Oh so that by God. the time that we figure out what the mystery is and like what's really been going on like behind the scenes with Cass and Crowley, like, but I've been through 17 different plots already and I can't believe now you're bringing up this bit, which, yeah. is, which is honestly the interesting bit.
0: Yeah, and so this is my, I don't know how many times you've watched it, Leah. This is my second time full through of this season. Um, I think I've watched episodes here and there, but like this is the second time that I've like tried to follow the story mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I need someone to tell me <laughs> what happens in season six. Because so many little things happen and there are so many threads of story, like you're saying. Yeah. that like, I get lost. I don't care. My brain checks out. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's such a mess.
1: Yeah, I think I've I've probably watched season six all the way through three or four times, maybe. But I know that every time I hit a rewatch of Supernatural and I get to season six, like... It it suddenly is like, Oh, here comes the molasses. Um, struggling through like it really does there are moments when I have to remind myself, No, you're doing this for a reason, you're getting through. I used to do it every summer before um You used to rewatch it before
0: I used, the next season? Yeah
1: woof and season six was always the point where I was like fuck me I
0: can't can't." that's so impressive I could not that's so many that's so many seasons
1: that's why I know that like I've I've definitely watched season for instance four so many more times than I've watched season six like yeah
0: and that's the thing. It's just there's something about it that isn't it isn't the like homey supernatural that you want to like mm-hmm. really like go back and obsess over. Um but I think that it's worth talking about the good parts and yeah, for sure. Honestly like this did give me like a renewed um, love of the pieces of Supernatural, mm-hmm. um, the things that you see. Also, I feel a little bit
1: bad. I feel like Sarah Gamble gets like a bad rap for the season. I know. She gets it for the, well, she gets it for seven too. Like they literally yes. give her the two ones that stumbled a little bit and then yeah
0: and like honestly it's hard like first of all this season has to follow season five season Mm -hmm. five which is really really hard and like what do you do after the apocalypse yeah and
1: I feel like that's part of the struggle is that they were a little unsure and they dithered in the beginning of the season and then they they kind of found their footing and then they didn't want to get there too. like by the time we get to the bit that's interesting and i think the the episodes that are better they had spent so much time sort of trying to figure out what worked and what didn't and i don't like sarah gimble's not like showrunners aren't in this alone she's a fleet no, of writers yeah, yeah. who frankly wrote piss poor episodes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And also, honestly, if you compare season six to season one, if if season six were a pilot season or a first season of this show, I think we would enjoy it a lot more. Oh, yeah. I think that following season five, where season five is kind of bringing to fruition the larger vision yeah. of the se- all of the seasons that came before it. And like, fo- so following that, and also having to get back into the swing of like just Monster of the Week mm-hmm. pieces and like reintroducing some of the characters. And there's a lot, there's a lot here that I think bores someone who's been following it this entire time. Yeah.
1: But I think that there's a lot here that's really interesting if it were your first blush at Supernatural. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know what? That makes sense. Like, this is not season one. You can't treat it that way. But it was the first season after the original ending of the show, the the original proposed ending of the show. So they made, unfortunately, the mistake of treating it as a pure season one with just like, oh, recurring characters. So you do have to watch it prior. But they didn't treat the audience or the characters, frankly, in a way that denotes all of the the struggle in the story that have come prior like i feel like all of that gets chucked out the window a little yes. bit like nothing yes. is important yes
0: yes okay let's talk about the title card so here's the funny story i think you said this about last season's title card this one is what i think of supernatural mm-hmm. um and rewatching it with the way that we've been like exploring like what does a title card mean
1: to the season right i, I was like oh oh no <laughs> This is not the best version of it. I literally walked before we hit record. I was like, "Hey, real quick, can we talk about the title card? Because I don't think it represents anything. Like, I, we can we can make it work. And I feel like that's kind of an extraneous thing. We're gonna find the themes well, that don't I exist. Also, I also
0: feel like that's a little bit like season six.
1: We'll just <laughs> maybe that's the theme all along, Leah. The we'll theme, just make it work. The theme inside you is the theme. <laughs> we can we can find the meaning here. Um, but the true yeah. meaning of Christmas <laughs> and season six of Supernatural.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the the, the um, glass shattering mm-hmm. is like what I think of Supernatural yeah. title card is, um, which is really funny because it was the first season that I watched week to week, which like, man, that I'm still a Supernatural fan. <laughs> For like legit though. <laughs> okay. So it's like the blue gradient mm-hmm. um, or blue coloring, I guess, over... Glass that then shatters mm-hmm. um, and and through it comes the title of the show.
1: Right. And the glass like, shatters sh- like outward so it kind of looks like the pieces are flying at you so it's supposed to be I, I assume it is supposed to be very jarring like surprise yes. it's, this is a whole new supernatural. Oh yeah. Maybe. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Like Honestly. Like shattering the Your expectations. Expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't so much shatter it's just kind of like let them fall flat. <laughs> no but like or, or like shattering the mold or something like that. yeah. Um, You know, like maybe something like that. I mean, also,
0: I think that the theme of breaking down walls and barriers Mm -hmm. is throughout this season. That's true. Um, so, like, it reminds me, also, to be honest, they break a lot of glass this season. <laughs> Just in general, they're, they're may- they're, they are mayhem from those commercials. <laughs> Just so much glass is broken. But, right, like, the French mistake, it also reminds me in the last episode when Sam is with the girl that he's
1: following through his mind, I guess. I guess she's credited as Robin.
0: Yes, Robin. I don't
1: know if he ever says her name or she does, but she is credited that way. when. Sam's
0: with Robin. They get shot at, and it breaks glass. And also, you hear her scream. And so, it really parallels that in my mind. Mm-hmm. And there are just like a lot of walls, right? There's a lot of things to break through this season. The wall in Sam's mind, the wall between here and Purgatory. Yeah. We fly through the glass in the French Mistake. Yeah. Um. There's just like a lot of like breaking things. Yeah. They are um... breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The shattering of all of your hearts when you realize the mild character assassinations this season.
0: Yeah. Or
1: it's shattering Dean's perfect apple pie life. Yes. See, there's a lot of shattering. Yeah, we can just pick shattering as the theme and move forward. I think it is a little I don't wanna it is a it is a pretty title card. Like it's fun to look at. Um, I think it is in terms of relating to the season. Actually next season's is like this as well. Lazy. <laughs> Frankly, if you're going to, like, make a theme of the show, like, next season's is even lazier because it is, like, directly what's going on. You're like, ah, yeah. nah, there's no themes here. <laughs> it's just explosion. Like, just text. I've, yeah, like, I feel like that's kind of no what subtext. this is. No subtext. Just text. Just text. Super text. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, so what are some themes that show up since we, <laughs> since the title card doesn't
1: give us any? I'm going to be completely honest. Looking for themes in this season, like, they exist, right? But I, they exist in a... In a way that feels like you said soulless, and we're like, boom, psst, whatever. But like a lot of the efforts end up hollow to me because either they're not put forward with enough I don't want to say with enough effort. That seems like, like I haven't written a show, I don't put forth in enough effort, you know? It feels like a job not quite done or it's not very, quite started. It's very surface for me. Yeah. Shallow. Feel, though, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly what you're saying. Because it feels like these are the things that happen in Supernatural. Dot, da, dot. dot. Uh, honestly, it's like I'm checking them off
1: of a list. Oh, yeah. Things I have to buy at the grocery store. Uh, let's see. Sam, Sam has is a to coo- be cougar magnet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tropey one that I wrote down. So yeah, Sam is a cougar
0: magnet. A lot of family. Um but like not in a not in a supernaturally way for me. Mm-mm. Like they like it I feel like uh, with the with Sam Campbell and those folks and with yeah. Dean, with Lisa and Ben, and honestly with a lot of the stuff around Bobby, um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of uh, interaction, engagement around family but it doesn't feel as like mm-hmm. tight
1: knit. Oh yeah, no no no. I like I think we'll talk a little bit more about Lisa and Ben as we move forward through some of this, but um like w- was a was a family style unit, right? Yeah. But like if you think about it, Dean was there for a year. Yeah, which is a long time for, you know, a kid like Ben, but I don't I don't know, man. I really I have a lot of feelings about that whole situation. I mean, s- situation.
0: also I- also Lisa makes a point to say that like Dean was really messed up
1: at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine that he was fucking checked in for more than for more than 6 months. So like I it's I think that there are a lot of moments
0: where like if we could have added more weight, they would have really made the season. Yeah. And instead, it's just like a it's just like a, a mess of a mess of pieces,
1: right? So, like, so in that regard, there is a lot of exploration of family, not necessarily the most thorough or strongest, but it is a lot of what makes a family, like, where can you build it? Is it just blood? No, obviously, family don't end in blood. We've been over this. <laughs> um, we talk a lot about the family that exists between Sam, Dean, Bobby, and Cass, and how that ends up a little bit fractured, like that sort of stuff. Um, again, isn't the best uh, foray into it that the show has ever done but that is definitely something that they attempt to push through during this show or during this season
0: and honestly I think that there's also just too much betrayal this season and that i think really goes against or go, uh,
1: really like hurts the idea of yeah. family and again hollow shallow not fulfilled betrayal all of it is like did you really have to like all of it I, we'll talk actually when we talk about some of the characters we will definitely get into that because like it is it's just not well done yeah
0: but there are some really really great episodes this season oh no
1: for sure speaking of what? what's the top 5 Okay, so I was convinced no.
0: that we would have matching top 5s this And week. honestly, I thought that we would have totally different ones because I felt because this season is a little scattershot. That's why I thought we'd have matching ones. It'd be like these are the 5 that they're like the good <laughs> ones. These are the only five <laughs> ones. No, that's not true. I like agree. This season it's not like there's only uh, like five episodes no. that are worth watching. they are no, no, definitely no. good episodes.
1: Yeah, one of my slots it was very much like I had about four that could have been like in terms of like my personal fifth slot like I had about four that were cycling through that slot that I was comfortable in honestly giving a top five nod and then I I picked my favorite out of them so all right, let's hear it Weekend at Bobby's Mm -hmm. Appointment at Samara Yes The French Mistake Mm -hmm. Mommy Dearest Mm -hmm. and The Man Who Would Be King My top five are Weekend at Bobby's also
0: Mm. uh, Appointment at Samara The French Mistake My Heart Will Go On (laughs) and Let It Bleed
1: All right. Well, three overlaps is surprising.
0: Honestly, so here's the thing. I kind of thought that we would have them all overlapped because, like, it's, like, in season six, there are only five episodes that are worth watching. But as it turns out,
1: between the two of us, we've got seven here. And there were definitely a few more that, like, I feel like I could have swapped in and out. So, like, season six, like, has no cohesion but, like, has solid outings, Yeah, there are a lot of –
0: honestly, I feel like a lot of the episodes – are the ones that we've picked are like feel really supernaturally mm-hmm. among this season mm. of like kind of hit or miss, yes. otherwise episodes. And so, whereas it doesn't have like a really neat, cohesive story to follow, it does have all of the like elements honestly. This is what I was talking about about the Jukebox music, right. right? It has all of the elements of supernatural. <laughs> um, and so these are really, these are really fun. I, I mean, we could start together because we both we're gonna start with Weekend at Bobby, yeah, <laughs> which I have to, <laughs> this is again, sorry, not to like. <laughs> I'm sad that season six made me pick Weekend at Bobby's. Because I, normally I'd be like, Oh, this is a Bobby episode, whatever. But I like the way that they treat it, and I like the idea of, like, looking at what the quote-unquote other characters are doing while yeah. the main
1: action is happening. Right. And so that's really fun here. It reminded me a lot of, like, the Xander episode of Buffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Zeppo. Zeppo. The Zeppo. Getting to see that side action is always kind of fun. I, I, I know, like, you have complicated feelings about Bobby, but I... I whatever, tr- he's fine. I love Bobby, um, so I really enjoy seeing, like, what his day-to-day looks like, because you... All we usually see are the bits where, like, the boys have to call him up for help. Um, so getting to see him, like, trying to have some sort of a life
0: yeah, and, is uh, really fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sheriff Mills gets uh, gets in there. Yeah, and Rufus like anytime you get to see Rufus is a good time. AKA Luther Vandross. Like
0: (laughs) it's so funny. And also we do learn more in this episode about the mythology around like burning the bones of the demon or the I guess the human the demon used to be Mm -hmm. um, to to destroy them. Mm -hmm. And so that's really interesting and comes back up a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, no, like it's definitely a nice way to work in new lore, even in an episode where you wouldn't think it possible. Also, fun fact this is the first episode that Jensen Ackles directed. <laughs> and now he does it like once a season, he directs something, but this is the first one that he did. Yeah, yeah Which yeah. is great if you can imagine Jensen Ackles like having to direct Trim Beaver and be like, okay, and now you fall through the library window. <laughs> Say balls again, but like hit it harder. Like, that's really fun to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hilarious. It's a good, it's a solid, it's definitely a solid episode. Yeah. Okay, next is Appointment at Samara. Yes! I genuinely love this episode. I love Tessa. So, like, all of the episodes where she comes back, I really love. I like death. I like, I, mm-hmm. it's, you know, playing on the same relationship that we saw last season, where death is, like, these Winchester boys, man, they're just, like, yep. they don't know anything. They, like, I am death. I am, like, this larger than life, but
1: I'm, ch- uh, being. And so, yeah. yeah uh, you are laugh at my joke. Yeah, because it t- I was like literally trying to block it out, and then I realized what happened. Sorry. Once again, larger than life. <laughs>
0: I want a sound effect there,
1: honestly. <laughs> yeah, the sound is gonna go brow, 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 is actually what that's gonna sound like.
0: And I really love in this episode the lesson that Death is trying to teach Dean mm. because the Winchesters are, they, they don't have a respect of the natural order of things and mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to cheat Death and you see that from Dean when he is first puts the ring on and has yeah. to like, you know, the first couple are easy but then he gets to the little girl mm-hmm. and like it, you can tell that he doesn't realize the impact of his actions. And that's kind of what death is trying to get across. It's that, like, none of this is malicious. None of this is about the person, even. It's that the natural order of things requires
1: death. It's also interesting, like, the fact that it it takes Dean seeing this little girl that has, you know, um, congenital heart disease or whatever is wrong with her, like, it takes him until that moment to realize that this is actually a serious thing he's been tasked with. Because, like, yeah, he wants the, the guy who robs the, the convenience store to suffer. or And he kind of, like, thinks it's funny that the heart attack guy dies. But, like, you don't know if those people, like... What what situations are there? What if that hard to say guy had a really good family and, like, donated a shit ton of money to charity? Like, you don't know <laughs> anything about them. Why do you think this is so funny? And so it's not just, like, teaching that, like, that this is about keeping balance and all that. But, like, there is no right and wrong. There is no, like, good way to die, bad way to die. Like, this is a, this is a, a, a constant.
0: Yeah, and it's also kind of, like, honestly, it's, like, putting the Winchesters, and Dean in particular, Cutting him down to size. Oh yeah, because I think which that which he needs. Yeah, sometimes. because like exactly what you're talking about. It's like Dean has this fixed morality within himself, and he knows what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you know the the douchebag heart attack guy had it coming. Yeah, right. But the little girl doesn't, and he doesn't. He doesn't realize that there are larger things at play. Yeah, and there's a larger story that maybe he doesn't know, and he's not at the center of. Honestly, like even from the beginning, like I think it's ridiculous. Or I. I am sure Death sees it as ridiculous that Dina's like trying to oh, yeah.
1: blackmail him uh, in like the in the <laughs> the most like callous of ways too. Like good job thinking this through. Like Death does not know where you stashed his ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: I really love this episode. I really love watching Dean come to terms with like honestly, like how hard it is to be deaf. Mm-hmm. How there's a purpose
1: behind death as well. Yeah, I also really like the the B side of the story, which is uh, Sam and Bobby, the soulless Sam and Bobby, doing their little dance. And like Sam chasing Bobby around the house is like <laughs> supposed to be scary, but it comes up so ridiculous. And then Bobby pulls that lever from the closet, and there's a trap door. Like it is Bobby's house is this ridiculous carnival land, and yeah, I don't understand that's what I was thinking It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Horror house, like a, like a carnival of. Like, is Bobby H.H. Holmes doing that for sure? Like, I'm not sure what's going on. No, it's that's such a ridiculous scene. And of course, like, we get regular Sam back at the end of it. So, like, it's also an important episode to this season. Yes, yes, yes. Next is The, the French, French mistake. mistake. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. So, I mean, okay. One thing that I will say is that, like, I love this episode. Same. It is. So good. Yeah. There are so many pieces. It's infinitely quotable. Oh yeah. Um, but also, it's not as good as all the other meta episodes mm-hmm. to this point because it doesn't tie in as neatly and beautifully to the like overarching story. Yeah. Because like there isn't one. <laughs> um,
1: like I think that French mistake is it's really genius. It's done really well. But like I think if you do take the moment to consider it purely, what does does this move the story forward? It super doesn't. No. It's like oh cool the the weapons. Cast has the weapons.
0: Yeah, like okay. I feel like, like we don't even. No, I mean we. We'll talk about this when we get to Balthazar, I feel like, but I just yeah. do, like I don't know what the point is yeah. of the character and this moment, mm-hmm. and so that takes away. F- that takes a little bit away from it for me. But honestly, it's a, a um, like start to finish. Oh, enle- and
1: endlessly watchable. Like uh, seeing all of the actors playing actors? the real playing actors or playing like executives. Like I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who's playing. Bob Singer yeah. is a really—he's like a class. Like he's in—he's one of those actors that's in everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Kripke is really funny. The yes. guy who plays Jim Michaels is funny. Like all of that stuff, you're like, oh my god, it's all these. Like, this dude playing Cliff, like, <laughs> is—it's just all really great. And then I think my favorite part is always going to be Genevieve. Oh my! Everything, <laughs> everything about Genevieve is amazing. Like. <laughs> Her face when they find out Misha's dead. And she's got mascara, like, flowing down her face. Because she's like, Misha, Misha's dead. They got killed. And they're both like, like, where? "Where?" And she's like, where? (laughs) It is, it is so hysterical. It's amazing. Also, here's a fun fact. Do you know where the title came from? No. <laughs> Are you familiar with *Blazing Saddles*? <laughs> no. Oh, well, you should be. Everybody should be. It's a great movie, Mel Brooks. But uh, *Blazing Saddles* is a is a western comedy that Mel Brooks did, like in the. Yeah, early I heard the title. Yeah, but there is a a famous sequence in Blazing Saddles in which there's like a big, you know, everybody, this whole thing has been a Western. Yes. Cowboys and uh, run around in dust and tumbleweeds and all that other stuff, and there's this big fight. At one point, the camera comes up from the fight over this Western town, and it starts to pan, and all of a sudden, we're in like the Warner Brothers studio lot. And you're like, (laughs) what? And it zooms in, and it goes all the way inside rehearsals for a musical um, being directed by Dom DeLuise in this thing and the music that they're doing is a song called The French Mistake and it's it's some joke about... Um accidentally sleeping with a dude. Uh, th- sometimes things age weirdly. Uh, <laughs> but in they do this whole sequence. So we've left the Western. We come into this sequence where they're filming this little musical scene called The French Mistake. And then as they are rehearsing, the guys on horseback crash literally crash through the wall. Which? On to set. Which we crashed through windows. Literally breaking the fourth wall. Because I'm saying there are a lot of glass crashing. <laughs> we, are, we are shattering. We're shattering glass. We're shattering everything. So that's. <laughs> that's where the French mistake comes from. Shattering your expectations. I think I made that joke already. We did. And then I said, not really shattering, kind of just letting them down. (laughs) It's at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, the French mistake's a lot of fun. I love when they, Sam and Dean, so Jared and Jensen, Acting like Sam and Dean being bad actors, acting as Jared and Jensen. Oh my God! It like breaks your. <laughs> but I love, I love all of the moments where they're like, they don't know what to do with their hands. They like when Jensen drops his, or when Dean drops his voice really deep to mimic, <laughs> to mimic. <laughs> that's, what that's what he does. <laughs> that's what he does
0: we got to get all the things and
1: all the crap. And then he's like, that's how he does it. And you're like, oh, my God. He's just making
0: fun of Misha. I love, <laughs> I love Misha. And then when he's in the car, he's like, hola, Misha
1: Mikos. <laughs> he, do you remember that he tweeted that live when yes. the episode aired? So yes. that on Misha Collins's actual Twitter uh. were these tweets that were happening on the CW. I love it. God, this episode is so great.
0: It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, okay, so my heart will go on as my, on my list. And I actually really love this episode because, honestly, I think that the fate would have been the perfect big bad for this season overall, right? Like, you avert the apocalypse. Who's mad at you? Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't spend enough time, like, actually. Honestly, we never see her again. And, like, we don't spend enough time figuring out, like, what what power the Fates have and like what like how they are a part of this larger universe yeah um, and I really see that like that could have been really interesting and fun I really love the sequence where they're like walking through like
1: trying to tempt fate oh we'll we'll get to that <laughs> we are definitely gonna talk about that a little bit later but um, it is so funny
0: and honestly like
1: all of the like I think that The French Mistake and this
0: one these like alternate universe mm-hmm. episodes are really really good and interesting and builds on what we we know to be the supernatural universe and like questions that a little bit. Yeah. Also, it's always really nice to see Ellen again. Yeah, it's really I
1: it's I can't like imagine. I can't imagine how they got together necessarily. Like it seems like, <laughs> but like But they've been together for a long time, I feel like, right? It, it does feel like that. Like I don't I I'm pretty sure Joe is not Bobby's daughter in no. this. But like it does seem that they've been together for a long time because the 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 scrapyard is named Ian B scrap metal or whatever it is. So, like, they own the scrapyard together, which is, like, really cute. And the whole thing about, like, the boys know that, like, you know, Ellen will take care of Bobby, like, in, in a way, like, get his ass together post Rufus's death and, like... It's just, it is really nice. I think I'm not crazy about the episode. Like, I, I love the Final Destination style depth yes. in it. Like the, the woman who gets her scarf caught in the. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It, in the copy feeder, like, is that's buck wild to me every single time. Don't, but like, just like, don't wear dangling things <laughs> by a printer. It reminds me of like getting a skirt caught in an escalator. I'm like, God, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get eaten by it. Yeah. Um, but like. I definitely wrote down a note kind of facetiously, and I was being mean to the episode where I was like, This was better when it was called Yesterday's Enterprise, which Ouch. is a <laughs> episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that does this but better. But like Yeah, okay. But is... like
0: everything has been done before. So
1: True. We're just we're all copying each other. <laughs> this podcast has been done before. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're but it's great. No. So. Yeah, we improved upon the formula. Um no, I do I do agree about the faith, though. Like would have been really cool to see, like, Clotho and Lachesis and Angelos, yeah. like, all doing
0: their thing. Yeah, and, like, hanging out. Because, like, even when she uh, makes the threat to Cass and she's like, my, I have two bigger and badder sisters. Yeah. Like, there's so, I yeah. feel like there's so much there. And what I like, like, the reason I like this episode is because I feel like it has so much potential. Yeah. I think that's, Also, this is a good episode. It is a good episode. Um, I love when they wake up and uh, uh, my heart will go out on this playing in the, in the uh. car. Makes me chuckle every time.
1: Okay, so the next one would be mine, and it's "Mommy Dearest," and um, this is the slot where when I was like, you could cycle a few things in there. Uh-huh. It was, it was when I picked this one. Like I had a couple others. Yeah, I enjoy the concept of Eve better than the execution. So I, getting to see Eve kind of do something, yes. was interesting, and I guess was kind of important in the season, even though from the long run it wasn't. I really like that she she's kind of just like getting back at what we don't know, but getting back at Crowley and Castiel, basically, even though we don't quite know it's them yet. Yes. By like creating these monsters that can't be taken down. It is a wild thing to watch. Like the Jefferson Starships, first of all. Yeah. Come on, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> to have been a better name for that. For me, it's a it's a really good, like solid episode. And I think my favorite part about it is that we spent the, the whole season with like first soulless Sam. And then the boy's separate from Bobby. And then Cass has been kind of vague and missing the whole time. Yeah. So getting Cass, Bobby, Dean, and Sam together on a hunt gives it a real feeling of that Has been missing the whole season of like every, like, it's like Teen Free Will 2.0, like working together to stop the big bad. We haven't had that yet this season. So getting this episode um, is really uh, satisfying for me.
0: Yes. I mean, I I agree. Like, this one was like almost on my top five, Mm -hmm. also. I love at the end that it's the little kid that they let go that's the monster because that's such a, like, I feel like that's so supernaturally Mm -hmm. because, like, they're, it's, it's that they're, um, love of humanity and their like soft spot for mm-hmm. these kids is what ends up dooming them um even though like that also doesn't really pan out too much because yes. the kids are killed really dispatched of really quickly Whip. But like that was that I felt like quintessentially supernatural. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very much. Also, I really enjoy when big bads and the Winchesters just kind of have to sit across from each other and have conversations like every time Dean sees death and something like that. So the moment where, especially when Eve turns into or has the visage of Mary Winchester. Yes. And so you, it's Sam Smith giving Dean and Sam mm-hmm. shit. It's yeah. really fun to like, I love that little confrontation. Yeah. I think it's really fun. I think it's a little silly that she is dispatched was so quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, Who season knows? season six. Everything prior to that, this feels like a really good. All right, batten down the hatches. Let's get all the weapons, boys. We got to take this thing down. Yeah. and that, Like that is like you said a classic supernatural style episode and feeling that is since missing is really uh, welcome in this episode. Yeah.
0: Honestly, it reminds me a lot of like um like a juice and bellow. Mm-hmm. Like it has that
1: feeling, which is an episode I love. Yeah. So like. I- <laughs> Maybe that's why I love it so much. Okay, so me again. Uh, The man who would be king is... And we've talked about this off mic when we saw each other's lists. (laughs) So would you like to get it out now? No, it's just... uh, (laughs) She does not like this episode. I don't like this episode. I think
0: that my problem is that I want to like this episode. Mm. And that in any other season that was maybe weighted better, I would like this episode. But like, because not enough of what Cass and Crowley are doing is really like laid out in the preceding episodes. Mm-hmm. It feels so tacked on. Yeah. And it feels like you're you're supposed to it feels like it's meant to be a payoff for something, mm-hmm. but that something we never got.
1: I think that's fair. Um I definitely think that's fair. Uh, however, this episode is my second favorite episode of the entire series. Like h- we're the French Mistake, not in this season, and the French Mistake is endlessly quotable and funny and yada yada whatever. I I ad- I personally adore this episode. Like j- don't don't make a face. It's I'm okay. not making a face. I'm <laughs> sorry. I feel bad. I don't, don't want to, like, but also like don't, don't, I don't want to yuck your yum. Don't don't feel bad. Right? Like whatever. It is what it is. Because for the reasons that you don't like it, those those reasons make sense to me. I don't think this. I don't think that the setup. is is, honestly is set up at all but I love and this episode was written by Ben Edlund who is like my second favorite writer I think in all of Supernatural and I think he has a really 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 good grasp on the characters so the character study of Castiel and what he goes through for me is worth sort of the the tacked on plot and the tacked on story kind of I really enjoy watching cast not struggle because i don't think he has enough humanity in him to struggle with the decisions he's making. Yeah. He just sees this as being the right move so he makes those moves. But it moves.
0: also feels like a step back for Cass. I feel like yeah. the season, right? Cuz yes, i feel like he, like his trajectory is like starts doesn't starts as an uh, avenging angel's mm. type learns more and more and more about humanity mm-hmm. and is on the side of the humans and like team free will mm-hmm. in the end of season five and then this feels like back to
1: an Avenging Angel style. It definitely is but he thinks he's doing it for the betterment of heaven and earth because he doesn't want Raphael to bring the apocalypse back, right? Like I, I agree with you. I think this season does a bit of uh, not character assassination but it definitely takes a <laughs> shot at him. It clips his wings yeah. a little bit. Um, it, de- it definitely clips Cass's wings but like that I think that's why I like this episode because getting In Cass' head, and I think Misha is a good enough actor to pull off nuance in a character who is kind of like a robot sometimes. Yeah. Like, you don't get a lot of emotion on his face. I also really love, really, really love seeing the moments where, we've talked a lot about Dean having trouble with faith and trust. Yes. So the moments where Dean is begging Sam and Bobby to trust Castiel with him, even though like all of the evidence points to the contrary is really, is really affecting because they love each other and they love each other. You know, like they, they love, they fucking love each other. So when Cass does disappoint Dean, it fucking crushes my heart. Yeah. I will say
0: the moment where Cass at the very beginning looks up and into the camera Yes, is like a really startling moment Yeah, and so it's just it was like really like shocking mm-hmm. and so that was interesting there's definitely like there's a lot that's really interesting about the way that it's shot and like I like can l- appreciate the
1: story overall I wish that the season was better yes. I guess <laughs> no I mean like hey we all do if wishes were puppies or whatever we'd be so many puppies I don't know what that (laughs) phrase is supposed to be. It's like, if
0: wishes were fishes, no. If wishes were something, we'd all be... Well, I'm going to stick with puppies. Yeah.
1: Sure. Which is where puppies.
0: We'd have a lot of them. Your turn. Let it bleed. Okay. So basically, when I was saying that season six is a jukebox musical of Supernatural, mm-hmm. I feel like Let It Bleed. And specifically the scene where Dean is talking to Lisa and Ben about them being hit by a driver. And he was the driver. And he was the driver. Mm-hmm. That is the song it's built around mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, that like that's the emotional resonance that like is missing from a lot of the rest of it and yep. is a real like that is a beautiful metaphor yeah um and so I really 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 love that I like honestly a lot of it like this this is. Payoff for the Lisa-Ben relationship in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because, like, you see Dean like, struggling with trying to protect them mm-hmm. and keep them safe throughout the season, and this is where it's like, the most prominent, and mm-hmm. like, you see, like, what dangers being with and around Dean creates in their lives. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just really good. It's the Winchesters uh, working together as a team. Like, honestly, like, Sam and Dean are like, okay, yeah. we gotta go do, like, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, Honestly, this felt really like what the season should have been and overall, c- and could have and been. I think that's those my last two are like this is what the season could have been. Yeah,
1: I think that's completely like right and fair. I think you're right that like it is a lot of emotional payoff. Um, for the Ben and Lisa storyline, I don't particularly like the style in which they decided to end that storyline, and we yeah. will we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I do think like it it tried very hard, and it's um, actually we talked about. I don't know if we talked about this because we're recording this in two pieces. <laughs> um, I, we may have mentioned this. It's been a long day, and I have already forgotten. But Sarah Gamble gets a lot of crap for this season. Yeah, and she wrote this episode, and I think it is. I think it is a good episode, and I think. She did the best by Lisa and Ben that she could with what the rest of the season had sort of come to. Yeah. Um, Like, it's not... I don't think it's a perfect ending for them necessarily, but I do think that it is satisfying... Yeah, enough. Which yeah. kind of sucks, but like this is a. I think this is a good episode, and I think Sarah gets a lot of shit for this season, and I don't think it's just her fault. So also, this is something that we talked about off mic, so I wanted to mention it because it was funny because I had never realized it before, but I always saw the sequence in which Dean uh, has to carry Lisa out of the warehouse or wherever they are, and he throws the gun to Ben. Like in my brain, I've always seen that as a really great moment because I was like. <laughs> This, like she's laughing. Fic? Sorry, <laughs> she, she's laughing because this is the conversation we had earlier, where I was like, "Yeah, it's like you know, they this is what they could have been like father and son and, and family and, and, of and, hunters, yeah, family oh of hunters." Gosh. Until Tiki
0: was like, "Uh, all of Supernatural is about how being a family of hunters <laughs> is super <laughs> damaging to everyone who is in a family of hunters." And then I was like, "Oh, I fanficked <laughs> this whole moment, right?" Like. Uh, Mary wants to get out of her family of hunters. Dean has, in that moment, become the father, like, become John Winchester. Which,
1: as you explained that to me, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's devastating.
0: Yeah, like, there's a, yeah, it's a really heartbreaking scene because I think that, like, slowly over the course of the season, he becomes, he realizes that, like, it's a little, um, it feels predestined. He realizes mm. that there's only one road he could have gone down and he slowly becomes his father. Yeah. And I think that that's honestly a really interesting trajectory when we're talking about like character development mm-hmm. but like he starts as a family man. Honestly, he Dean Winchester this season fully becomes John because he starts as a family man you see it's not necessarily a loss it's not like it's not Mary being killed but Sam reenters his life the darkness comes for him Mm -hmm. and he has to leave the family and then you see him pull them into the darkness you Mm. see him try to protect them by being an authoritarian like locking them trying to keep them safe and locking them in this room you see all the tension that that creates you see him lose them Um, and go hunting. You see them get into trouble and Mm -hmm. like how that happens. And then finally you see him acting with Ben in the exact same way that you imagine John was with them as kids, which is like, shut up, get it together. I need you to be strong. Like, like here's a gun, hitting, like, hitting Ben in the face, smacking Ben in the yeah. face. Like, it is full. He fully embodies John Winchester, and I think that what's the darkest about it is that this is finally a Dean that doesn't want to. Yeah. Whereas Dean in season one, I think, thought that you know that his dad had done had had done the best yeah. had done the best he can, and yeah. this is finally a Dean that like realizes how messed up all of that was mm-hmm. but also now has no feels like he too is doing the best that he can has no other choice mm-hmm. and so it's a really interesting complicating of the relationship that Dean and John have um which is hilarious seasons after John <laughs> yes yeah, seriously
1: i think it also it does it absolutely telegraphs the decision dean makes again uh, we will talk more about like the actual method in which this all goes down but the decision dean makes to cut himself out of their lives and walk away i think that final breaking point wherein he turns into his father with Ben, I I think that might be like one of the last things. It's not just that they got kidnapped. It's that like he sees what this is and like, I can't, I can't do this to them and I can't, and frankly, he probably can't do it to himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think for a season that we keep giving so much shit. We love Supernatural. We love Supernatural (laughs) and I think that these episodes prove that like, even, even in the darkest of times. (laughs) There are... Was that Dumbledore? I think it was a little Dumbledore. There are moments of light where people get kidnapped and murdered. (laughs) We're moving on. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the minor characters this season. There are not a ton introduced and certainly not a lot that are... What's the word I'm looking for? Important? Significant? (laughs) Oh, Boise. Sola Sam kind of counts, right? I think Sola Sam... Like, like he kind of counts. Like he <laughs> is, he is. We see that he is. Well, definitely also, Sam. there there are
0: three versions of Sam to, at play, right? Because right. that's what we see when he is venturing through his mind. Yeah, we
1: see the the Sam that remembers hell,
0: the Sam that remembers hell, soulless Sam, and the Sam that we know. Yes, yeah, Sam um, without hell. Yeah, and I think that it's important for him to bring the three of them together um, yeah and solo sam is is fun once he once Dean knows that he has doesn't have a soul and so solo sam can stop trying to pretend to be r- real Sam
1: yeah the two or three episodes were like he's like I don't know I don't get it I don't, why am I supposed to care? Am I supposed to care? Like, it is, he gets, because when Sola Sam is trying to hide it and is trying to act like a person, he he's a bad actor, so, like, his face reads nothing. There is, he, like, makes sad faces, but there's no empathy in his eyes, which actually is Jared being a, I suppose, good actor. Yeah. The problem is, he's doing a good job at being blank, and blank is not compelling to watch. <laughs> so, it's not until Sola Sam gets to, like, be kind of a... An asshole that like it's entertaining at all.
0: So what I will say is that Soul of Sam to me is a little bit peak Ravenclaw. Um, that's what I talk about. So I talk that's that's taking logical to its extremes. Yes, yes. it's taking logical to its extremes. Batman. Yes, it's yes, Batman. Yes, 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 and so you can see the like kind of like relief in soulless Sam once he can be truly like soulless it's like oh god thank god I don't have to keep pretending to have emotions
1: yeah because it takes too much energy I think he says something like that he's like it took a lot out of
0: me yeah no I which like makes me laugh I always I have that thought sometimes personally
1: <laughs> not that I'm soulless but like sometimes I'm like man this is just a lot of work <laughs> I love it let's talk really quickly about Balthazar, Balthazar. I don't know ah. Why? I don't know. (gasps) Sebastian Roche, I guess, is fun to watch, but also he makes no sense in this entire story.
0: Right? He is fun to watch, and he's a great actor. I'm just, like, sad it didn't have more significance. He's a, he's, you know what? He's a sexy lamp. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know what, dude should be more often, so I'll take it. Yeah, if we're gonna,
1: (laughs) if we're gonna have this test going on, like, I think Balthazar is your sexy lamp this (laughs) season. (laughs) Can be replaced, um, and again, is is fun to watch. Like I have a good time whenever he shows up. I'm like, oh look, there's this guy. He's got a charming accent and a V neck. Like it's great, but but also he like steals artifacts from
0: heaven and doles them out for what
1: purpose? Um, fun, but only <laughs> only for fun in that one episode. Because after that, like he teams up with Cass right yeah. like presumably that's the end of that and then Cass gets the key and if there must be a key there must be a lock or whatever like there like all of that happens like again it's another abandoned potential story and plot line
0: yep there's just a lot going on here we
1: could have hunted more artifacts but we didn't we chose not to whatever eve yep <laughs> happens Happen. <laughs> leave that silence in that was great <laughs> right. i, I Which think she's interesting an interesting idea and I just X think people. that she
0: is an idea that could have been more interesting. Mm-hmm. I also really, 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 really don't like it when, uh, like, biblical parody, whatever, use Eve as a, like, dark entity yeah like wasn't he didn't eve have enough trouble <laughs> like straight up in the bible eve is like is the villain
1: and i hate it when we keep doing that i also think that it's interesting that they picked Not like she's a villain
0: that i don't know if i want to say that
1: no i understand what you mean yeah because she's played out to be the villain that's why she punished yeah in the bible because yeah. she's the villain you know women suck women suck um more but, pain but like i don't like that Like, monsters are from all different areas of the world, so the fact that she's the mother of all monsters but has the Judeo-Christian idea of the mother, like, and that's her name, like, is wacky to me. Like, I remember, so, again, I started watching the middle of season five week to week, so I remember when this was happening, and as they were talking about the mother and all that, like, in my brain, I was like, oh, shit, she's the echidna. I literally was considering her, like, that's how I was thinking about it because I really like general mythology and in Greek mythology that I believe she's the mother of all monsters is yeah. the Echidna. So I was like, oh, dope. And then they were like, Eve. And I was like, that's not nearly as interesting.
0: Or it could have been inter- it could have been more interesting if maybe she were both, right? Like, if, if, it, just if, another name. If it were just another name. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I.
1: No. Also, then she's like, dis- like she's. Dispatched with so easily? So easily. She's in three episodes. She was on the back of that DVD case, and she's in three <laughs> episodes. All of which are in the second half of the season, so I guess. Balthazar and Eve, of course, both die. Rip to them. Rip. We meet a bunch of Campbells. Gwen is one that I remember the name of. I wrote Gwen cuz Gwen's the only interesting one. Yes. <laughs> Corbin is not the right name. Alton <laughs> is not the right name. And uh, Jimbo. I know yeah, I don't remember his right. He, it's the one who's a demon and is a, is, and is an asshole to Dean. Like I don't it's him. Yep. And they... then there's the one that doesn't talk. He has one line and then he gets killed. Yeah, they do stuff. They hunt. And things. Again, an interesting, potential interesting storyline that was not explored very well. And then Samuel, who is brought back from the dead for quote-unquote reasons. From heaven? Do we think Samuel Campbell went to heaven? Yes, he says that. Yeah, I know, but like, huh. I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't
0: know. I guess we don't really know the rules. We
1: know, we know nothing about Samuel other than he was Mary's dad and was a hunter. Yeah, that's fair. And he was a family man. His wife seemed to love him. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. He got killed by yellow eyes, man. Like, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> he might have been. He was. He's Mitch Pileggi. He's great. Yes. He um, is. Again, another great actor, and you're like, what? The, what a waste. No, but like, he gets pulled from heaven for you know Crowley says he can uh, because there was no other hunter to raise from the dead, and then blackmailed, and um,
0: yeah, uh, super interesting.
1: <sighs> <laughs> the idea that that Samuel would just do all this awful shit to potentially get Mary back is is an inter- again is an idea that was not explored enough because I don't buy it. I don't I don't buy it. he's a hunter, yep, I don't yeah no i I don't i don't I don't buy it at all, no, sir, I don't like it. um, that was a random and Stimpy reference for no one but me, or like what about his wife? I don't know why is Ma- i okay i it just i feel like especially at the beginning of the season, it's like sixteen different plot lines that are just abandoned within episodes and are just not. Just pick one. Just give me more. Pick one. Yeah, and just pick one. Well, in the next season, we pick one and it's not great. So, <laughs> uh, we didn't mention. No, not that one. No, not, not that was the wrong one to pick. <laughs> we mentioned, we did not mention her last season, but we do get a little bit of Meg. In, yeah. We, do. Uh, we got her last season. She killed Ellen and Joe a little bit, uh, or helped kill Ellen and Joe. The writers did that. Um, <laughs> but we see her again this season, naked on a table. Remember we talked about that?
0: yeah that happened again that did happen again yay torture porn
1: Um. anyway there goes Meg again another great actress Rachel Miner I like her a lot yeah um, she comes back she's fun let's see other other deads Rufus which yeah. is a fucking
0: shame yeah that one feels like a loss
1: Ugh. and he was fun honestly like he was a fun one this yeah, season genuinely fun to watch Rufus yeah. and like what, what did leaving him alive take away from the story that you decided to kill him Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, she's shaking her head. You can't see her she's shaking her head because there's no <laughs> answer. And I think Rufus is an interesting character who disappears and we see in a couple flashbacks. Yeah. But that's kind of it. Yeah. Little Orr makes her way back because mm-hmm. she's played by Amber Benson yep. and we need a monster. For
0: all of five seconds. Yeah. T- I sat
1: there watching, I was like,
0: they flew her to Vancouver for this? <laughs> like, that's that was my feeling. Maybe she was already in Vancouver. <laughs> right? Like, my thought was, honestly, this was a, like, a
1: five-second cameo. Yeah, they brought her back so that she could beg them to kill her. Yep. Which cool. was also a little annoying. Cool. We love you, season six. I wrote down Dr. Visiak because I forgot that she was important until she showed up again. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. You're not just the dragon lady slash the mom from passions. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: NBC passions.
1: She was in the she was the that Rich Family matriarch and in she was in the wheelchair for a while. Uh She's a big bitch. (laughs) So every time I watch the dragon episode, I'm like, oh shit, the mom from passions. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, like, so she kind of gets a little bit of character, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, especially when we learn she's some type of monster. We don't find out what. She is a uh, purgatory native. Yeah. Raphael dies. Yep. So we are down to no archangels? Uh, Two in the cage, two dead. Well, yep. one dead, one presumed dead. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, Gabriel's I, coming back. I think it's more than presumed dead, because, like, he was done dead dead until, like, literally last season. Yeah, that's fair. So we out on more archangels. Goodbye, Raphael. You were yep. powerful. <laughs> There's gonna be so much silence in it, this episode. <laughs> I think it's I think it's, it's <laughs> fucking telling, man. Let's quickly talk about Lisa and Ben because we keep – I feel like we keep kind of skating around them.
0: Yeah. So they show up in a big way this season. hmm And, you know, this is a prelude to Sam getting what's-her-face. Um, yeah. Amelia. Uh-huh. Her name They're- is Amelia and she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean gets his happy family. I like them in their first episode and I like them in their last episode. And throughout the rest of the season, I'm like, meh, I don't care. Yep. Yeah. The mannequin episode is one which I just like really hate.
1: <laughs> You're shaking your head. We gotta talk. We can't just shake our it's, heads. It's it's fucking sorry, I didn't mean to just say fucking, but like let's be real here. It is like kind of fucking terrible. I don't find any of Lisa's written reactions to be realistic or even moderately entertaining for television purposes at all. Also, I need them to decide on her character.
0: Yes! Like, that's what I... I felt like it just kind of... Is she cool with monster
1: slaying? Or is she not about that life? Like, I need... Does she want to make it work with Dean? Or does she need to change him? Like, I don't... I don't... Like, pick pick Elaine. And it sucks because I really... Especially when she starts in the season, I really like her. I like Lisa. I like when she shows up in the previous seasons... I like her being kind of like this chill, down, grounded individual who's willing to like bend a little to accommodate oh, Dean. When she is like, hey, you know, go or stay, like, come and go.
0: I'll be here. I'll be here. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a great life for them, but I like the idea of someone who who sees what Dean is, who can be his oh, I'm about to say things that I don't actually believe in because I don't want Lisa as a character to to be like Dean's respite from monstering. (laughs) I could feel you going (laughs) like, oh, I don't like that at all. But I like the idea of someone who sees Dean and Sam and hunting and that life for what it is, knows what they want, which is
1: not necessarily to be a part of it, but is also willing to... Save a space for Dean. I think not just willing to either. I think is happy to is a potential way to look at that because I understand what you meant, like intern, like in being a respite, in being like this sort of tether. And I don't think for a character, especially a woman or femme-presenting individual, to be defined as that sucks. Like that's like you might as well get a sexy lamp that's strong and you can tie a <laughs> rope to, like whatever. But I think that Lisa is could have been done in a way that she had a little bit more agency and was more forthright with what she wanted. And again, like Supernatural season six, what are you going to do? They were never going to let Dean have a family. But like there is another show where like she could have been family.
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a real loss. Like there's definitely something there. Honestly, like Ben, I like what you were saying about the fan fiction version (laughs) of that scene that I read, the fan fiction version of that scene. I think there's another show where like Ben isn't in harm's way constantly, mm-hmm. but is able to, like, learn to be strong from Dean. Ben cameos on Wayward yeah! Sisters,
1: like, because, like, they're in someone, like, yeah. Claire's in town, and he's like, wait, you know Dean Winchester? Like, fuck me. Yes. Bring back that show. Um, very quickly, do you want to talk about the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind element? Because I hate it. Yeah. Tell me more about your hatred. She didn't choose to have her brain melted. Neither one of them did. I am okay with the Kate Winslet esque version of this from that movie with Jim Carrey because that is a very good movie. Very pretty. She made her decision, even if it was the wrong one. Lisa also, and like, Ben don't get to make a fucking decision.
0: Oh no. They have zero agency. They're just mm-hmm. shuffled around. Like literally packed up and moved. They are just shuffled around throughout this entire season when it suits to the plot. And what also like you can't erase someone from your life that cleanly just because the memories aren't there because of cast magic doesn't mean like did he go and take all the photos out of the frames
1: yeah oh weird who left this bottle of holy water (laughs) and a rosary under my bed i don't remember that also
0: also, 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 all of the things that Dean has been afraid of the entire season are still true. They were literally kidnapped and tortured. They are still people that Dean cares mm-hmm. about. They are still. Yes, yes. They are still left. And now they don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. I, so, like, now yeah. they are that much
1: more in danger. Yeah. I was like, um, there's still leverage for you, dude. Like they didn't get kidnapped because they loved you. They got kidnapped because you loved them, you idiot. Like it is so stupid. I'm good. I'm fine. It's all chill. No, it's
0: wild. Yeah,
1: no. I don't I don't like memory wipes. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's a bad decision.
0: I mean, also there's a sense of loss there that yeah. they are never going to understand. Yeah. I think that no matter what you sense that your life looked somehow different. Did, like how did he scrub Sorry. Okay, not to get into the technicalities with this, right? But in theory, there's a whole year where like Dean was there. Yeah. So did they do, do they have amnesia? Do they are they missing the whole year? Did he somehow go back and cherry pick and photoshop out Dean out of
1: their lives? <laughs> now you're raving <Ravenclawing> Clarrie. <laughs> I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, like, but also, yes, the void fish came in. Uh, that's a deep cut for all you Adventure Zone listeners. Um, I'm just going to keep making bad references. <laughs> Vegas odds. Vegas odds. Yeah. Do Lisa and Ben make an appearance in season 15?
0: Ooh. mm I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: On the one hand, I would say
0: yes, because, mm-hmm. like, pulling out all the stops and ringing all, the, ringing all those bells. Um, on the other hand, I feel like we've, like, left that so far behind.
1: What about, what about like, a Doctor Who, like, Donna's memory is still gone, but, like, they pass ships in the night style? I would love that, yeah. I think. I think. Also, did I just spoil Doctor Who for someone? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, like, I I think that is a possibility where, like, there's a drive-by and there's Lisa and Ben. Maybe Lisa's married and happy and Ben's, I don't know, fucking graduating high school or something. Yeah. I have a feeling that they might make a cameo of some sort. Next Uh, up. Musical moments. There's, like, decent music throughout, but I think that the three favorites are the three that you remember from this season.
0: Yeah, and and the thing about the music in Supernatural is I think that it, like, really works to amp up what's happening. Mm -hmm. And when nothing's happening...
1: (laughs) (laughs) this poor season sorry about all the ripping we love you Supernatural so much we too so the first one I have very clear memories of this happening while I was watching it live for the first time and that is in the second episode at the end we got Smoke on the Water at the very end when Dean finally takes the sheet off of baby in the garage and it's a lot of like quick pans yeah. showing off baby's panels <laughs> and thing and she's so shiny and whatever. And then the like the last shot is Dean kind of like grinning to himself slightly and like looking up because he's probably a little sad to lose his life but he's excited to get back into baby and start hunting again.
0: Yeah, then the next one that I think really, like, rises above is in Weekend at Bobby's uh, when we have The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. I'll give you some advice. You gotta know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. You're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough to count. When the is done, you gotta know when the hold. when the hold. So this is the scene when Bobby's doing the research for the boys. Mm-hmm. And so we see him kind of like going through his life, I guess. Like, I mean, going through Sioux Falls. And yeah. I feel like it works as an establishing shot of like mm-hmm. that space. Yeah. And so it's like him. Uh, looking in the books and not being able to find it and then, like, uh, driving to the library past the neighbor and, like, getting into the library, the scene that you were pointing
1: to. And he just falls to the window.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the the song really works there as like a like this is Americana, like that's what it feels like. Yeah, pure Americana, pure it's Americana, so
1: folksy, like yes. with the guitar twang and yes. Kenny Rogers, like yes. especially when it's like you gotta, it's the whole bit is you gotta know when to hold 'em, know when to fold 'em, yes. like because Bobby's up until fucking five a.m. attempting to help these two ding dongs <laughs> who don't care. Sorry. Know
0: when to, hold Sorry. <laughs> know
1: when to <laughs> fold 'em. No, what's the next? <laughs> know when to walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost I always want to say No one to Cry, but I don't think that's the last one. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not good at lyrics.
0: Uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a really that's a really yeah, good one for this. Fun.
1: Oh, okay. The last one we picked is from My Heart Will Go On. And it is Blondie's One Way or Another. I not One way,
0: keep talking. I was just muttering the
1: song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! It's just um, it's just such <laughs> a Sorry. hilarious. Keep going. Like I'm cool <laughs> with it. It's such a hilarious insert into this episode where they're just like and Dean, like especially when they keep getting scared by like <laughs> kids riding bikes and skateboards well, down and those
0: stairs I will say that I really love that one because I feel like that's the way Supernatural uses music all the time yes. it's so on the nose Yeah, it's them like running from fate
1: and fate, like I'm gonna get you get you get, Tempting get you fate. one way yeah. or another Oh man, it is especially when like that song is going and the two of them look so petrified and they're walking and there's these guys juggling hatchets and swords and then they light the hatchets and swords on fire. It's so funny, especially with like just Blondie going and it's great and I quite enjoy it. Yeah, also how many times are these guys going to have like
0: a piano or whatever fall on them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what was it? I I wasn't paying close enough attention to, like, a filing cabinet. Like, what? But it's definitely, it really reminded me of Mystery Spot. Oh, yeah. A, like... That whole sequence reminded yeah. me of Mystery yeah. Spot. Yeah. It's, like, strolling through a town and waiting for something to happen. All right. So, for the sort of dearth of characters that we get this season, we get a lot of mythology and lore. Yeah, that's because they can't figure out a plot line. <laughs> so, we just get it all thrown at us. I was trying to give him a leg up. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's a lot of really interesting mythology Good and job. lore. Good job, Supernatural.
0: Thumbs up. Um. Yeah. So a lot of information about souls. A lot of
1: information, um,
0: which is honestly really interesting. I think I'm again, like in the Ravenclaw you way, really interested in the mechanics of things. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of like souls as a battery is really yeah. fascinating to me. And like how angels interact with humans is mm-hmm. really interesting. And like if I were an angel, I'd just be biting off human heads and like shoving my hand down to grab the
1: soul. <laughs> no, you don't need to bite their heads off. <laughs> they could just they could just take it. Right? <laughs> does the soul
0: die immediately after death? So it's like it does doesn't it, die, it goes it goes somewhere. You know what I mean like this, like the they can no longer take the soul for a juice after the person is dead.
1: No, or else they wouldn't be trying to open purgatory. Yeah, because they go to purgatory to take those dead monster souls So wait, have they taken all of the souls from heaven and hell? No, they can't. So, he- Hel- Heaven is under battle, and Hell, Crowley needs the souls to torture, to turn more demons, da-da-da, whatever. cast needs soul for power, so that's why they want to crack this into purgatory. so dumb. Sorry, continue. But that's why they want to crack into purgatory. So, that's why in the very last episode, they go do the correct ritual, and Cass comes back full of juice.
0: Yes. Which also happens very quickly.
1: That's why I hate that episode. It's just like, you don't see anything. I just want to see more. It starts interesting, and then the ending of that episode is so bad that it, like, it literally is my least favorite se- season finale that the show has ever done, because it ends so poorly. Just show me more. Just like... No, it's tell, don't show. Don't you know the saying? Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but souls... Okay, we already got into purgatory. Purgatory, right. That's uh, where the monsters go. Leah explains it to me. Um,
1: we gonna we go get we are gonna see a lot of purgatory soon we talked
0: about burning demons bones mm-hmm. um, the weapons of heaven we kind of alluded to but like that's what Balthazar steals
1: yeah and it, again like could have been really interesting we only end up seeing three unless I miscounted also we don't actually have the horn of Gabriel that's what I was gonna say we actually only see two yeah. but we <laughs> learn about three Moses' staff which he chucks in half and gives to um, that small kid for his in exchange for his soul which is <gasps> he was always working for Castiel Hmm. Mm-hmm. whoopsies <laughs> that revelation hit me really hard I thought it took a minute no he was always working for Castiel yeah because he took his soul yep I'm angry uh, anyway you know what it took that many watches of season 6 because it's so disjointed it's not my fault it's theirs
0: so also Castiel reaches into it reaches
1: into the kid to dig his plate and poke around he does it for Sam too That's he tortures Sam and that kid that's disgusting yeah both of them. If like he that's knew that really key, yeah. bad. He
0: knew that they didn't have souls, and he reached his hand in to, like, feel around to play along? Like, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: no, it's terrible. Um, but Moses' staff, the half of Moses, Moses' staff, which is given to the younger brother of a boy who has died, and his name is Aaron, who is Moses' brother in the mm-hmm. Bible, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of fun. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, And then there's uh, the salt of Lot. I didn't think it was actually, whatever. He turns his wife to pillar salt. That's a thing. And then we think we find the horn of Gabriel and then we don't because the show enjoyed jerking us around this season.
0: Yeah. Do you think that soulless Sam is meant to be a foreshadow of Cass being on the wrong side of things? Because it seems to me that Cass is also soulless.
1: Well, technically he is. Yeah, right? Because angels don't have souls. Angels don't have souls. I think that's grease, and grease is not the same. No, and they they have trouble with emotion, right? So I think that's one of the reasons why it's that whole thing where Cass is so determined to repay the Winchesters and to do right by heaven and humanity that he does so much wrong because he can't, he does not have that moral compass that is inside all of us. Like, he doesn't have it. He doesn't. He does things for people or for reasons and with intentions but not correctly. Yeah. So, like, his whole reason that he went with Crowley and didn't ask Dean was like, oh, I can't bother Dean. Dean's Dean's happy. <laughs> okay, so instead you went with the demon. That's not equal. That's not balancing. You saved, you raised Sam from perdition, but you forgot his soul. But it's okay. At least he's alive. Like, I, What? Need the soul. Need that too. That piece is important.
0: <sighs> um, but of course, an angel wouldn't think that that piece is important because he doesn't have one, so he's like, whatever. I feel
1: like he should know that that piece is important, but he was like, but it'll be okay? Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Alpha monsters. Yeah, We're which, back on this train again, of myths. could have been interesting. Yeah. Um, we got our fourth Cylon for all of you Battlestar Galactica friends who are playing at home. Is that the vampire? Vampire. But yeah, alpha monsters being the, having like intense control over their. Um, all their sires and generations, of, not sires, over their um, uh, children, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Could have been more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Themes. <laughs> this is the first time we get a Cures. cure for some sort of monster affliction. And this time it is um, vampire.
0: Yep. We talked about Eve. Yeah, we talked about Eve. We we really did go into alternate universes. Yeah. Um, We talked about the fates because I want more.
1: Yeah. Um, And then I wrote down all of the, uh, what's the word? Monsters? Monsters that we came across that are actually, I I like learning new monsters. Yes. So the ones we come across are Arachne, so big spider. Alamia, which was a, they were hunting, we didn't get to see it, but like is a Greek creature. Yes. Um. Okami, which is great. That's a big wolf. Yep. anybody's ever played that video game. Um, Veritas? Veritas, the god of truth. Truth, yeah. Annette, uh, who wears a cheap costume? <laughs> like legit some party city nonsense. Like it just, <laughs> there's a djinn, but it's a different type of djinn because she does that thing where she makes them hallucinate instead of trapping them in a dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairies? Yeah, the UFO episode. It's so silly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're fairies. And skinwalkers. I love skinwalkers in general. Skinwalker lore is great, even though it's not technically skinwalker. White people gave it the name skinwalker. Yeah. And the Native American people were just like, yeah, man, whatever. Uh, I guess you can call them skinwalkers. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we've got dragons.
1: Yeah, dragons are real. Woo! And the phoenix. I forgot about the phoenix. Forgot to write him down. Good call. Yeah. Phoenix. Um, the con worm. Yeah, we named, we got the two brand new Ugh. monsters. The con worm, which was disguised. It's like a yerk from Animorphs. It's awful. <laughs> and also from Wrath of Khan. That's why that has that name. And the Jefferson Starships, which is... <laughs> that might also be why I like that episode. Mommy dearest because you get to name it Jefferson Starships. Yeah. Here's the overly complex reason that no child watching this show is going to understand but I'm gonna give it anyways. <laughs> Gotta love this show. So many monsters. Like an absurd amount. But Honestly, like, I really want to do an episode about monsters. I agree with you. I would love to dig into that. Like, like, there's so
0: many times yeah. where Supernatural follows the like original myth of them and there's a lot of times where it like
1: they adapt, or they just take the name, or and, and adapt, like do whatever. Yeah. But like for like for instance, Arachne, Lamia, and Okami, very specifically, are they're all brought up as being. Creatures that should not be in the states because they yes. are Greek or Japanese in this case. Yes, and um,
0: honestly, oh, this is what I'm saying about all of the multiple storylines because that idea, yeah, the idea of the monsters moving, the idea of like dragons and phoenixes that we didn't think it, quote unquote existed actually existing, uh-huh. like there is a lot of meat here that I feel like is just like
1: lost. Yeah, which is again, it's a I think. Ugh, I'm just going to stop digging on it because we are so close to the end because we would like to discuss very quickly, who was extra this week?
0: Uh, no one. Zero people.
1: <laughs> I tend to agree. Because if I like, it's like who was extra? I don't know um, Crowley because he's, he always, always, he's always he's always extra. Always I'm not going to give it to Crowley no. for, for being
0: Crowley. Yeah. Also, I just felt like uh, I just everyone's motivation was wrong, just slightly. Like everyone's character was like slightly off from what we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah.
1: The oh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna give. I'll give a random extra shout out. Not quite extra, but enough. The the people in Live Free or Die Hard or Twi Hard who go to the oh, vampire bar oh and, and like, role play with these actual <laughs> vampires, Those the girl's name is Kristen? Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess she could be extra because she showed up to this oh. vamp bar in chucks and jeans because she was, like, living her twilight life. or uh, mine. she has
0: to, like... Be the person typing to other girls in the message board. Yikes! (laughs) Yikes.
1: Hey, what's up? That episode is awful. Anyway, so I guess, like, one of those vampires could be extra, that girl. But, like, yeah, no one was extra. Listen, the reason that we are binging the show is because we want to, like, A, put these podcasts out because we like attention. Did I say that? (laughs) Did I say that aloud? No. But, like, because we want to, like, have these conversations and explore the show that is coming to a close. Like, the show that genuinely means, I assume, a lot to you because it means a lot to me and we're sitting here doing this. It's
0: also really... Uh, I just want to, we'll do a bonus episode where we just, like, talk about the supernatural as a whole. Mm. Because I think it's really, really, really fascinating that season six existed and then it went to season (laughs) 15. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I want to explore the, like, ebb and flow of supernatural and how it maintains its, like, cult following Mm -hmm. through the next seven seasons. What's math? Yeah, sure. Seven seasons. I
1: can't do math. (laughs) Um, actually can um, whomever listens to this regularly and loves us um, in any way can you write down any time Takiya has said I want to do a bonus episode up, <laughs> about, so that so that we so that we don't forget yeah, to I, do I don't, I don't take my <laughs> own notes <laughs> <laughs> I, <even laughs> you, I was like yeah. we have plenty of material for bonus episodes I don't remember where any of them are so like if anybody wants to share that with us you can do so actually you can do so um, by following us on um, social media we have social medias you can tell us these lists on that was social. a beautiful segue yes. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I worked very hard. We are extraneous.pod on Instagram and on Facebook. And
0: we are pod on Twitter.
1: Yeah, so you can get us there um, anything longer that, or, you know, whatever. You can always email us extraneouspod at gmail.com, yeah, which is great. tell us
0: we're wrong and you
1: love season six. Honest to God, please tell us that. I want to like, have a dialogue. Like, I'm... <laughs> the, the phone lines are open. <laughs> you may call in whenever you like. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> Lunacy. Lunacy and nonsense. Uh, Yes, sincerely, like, let's, because we are all really excited for Supernatural's final season. Dreading it? I don't know. I'm still talking and I don't need to be. (laughs) This counter says 135 and I am super done. Woo! Uh, Yeah, remember guys, um, give us a rate, a review, please subscribe, tell your friends if they love Supernatural. We want more friends. Yeah, we want more friends and we would love
0: to talk to you. Um, Supernatural, the final season has started filming and there's really cool stuff that came out of SDC we're always on the social we are always here to talk about the boys
1: yeah legit the hiatus spears are gone and i like rolled a damn tear <laughs> i was so sad we gonna go next season's leviathan guys all hey. right buckle up